head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Another week for Benefer Pictures. We're going to talk about that. Um, also got some other fun topics this week. I'm excited. We got um, a thruffle down under, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> some Mark Ronson news for you. Yeah. Drake. I was so excited to see Drake making some news this last few days. Me too. I missed him. And an Architectural Digest uh, feature we have to discuss. So it's just jump right in. Ben Affleck went to Miami. Amanda, what do you think? Well, it definitely seems like they are having sex, which congratulations to them. Once again, <laughs> consenting adults, making good choices or choices that they want to make. Never going to have any judgment from me. Um, there has been a lot of documentation of Ben Affleck's trip to Miami. He was spotted at the airport. He was spotted on the balcony of Jennifer Lopez's rental home, I believe. It's like, it's not clear yeah. to me what this home is doing when they're not um, having a weekend rendezvous in it. He was out on the balcony. She was also out on the balcony taking selfies and like, quote, posing, which we'll come back to. And then they were photographed uh, leaving the home together, two people in one shot, um, which was remarked upon. The, the, they have different expressions on their faces, which we can also discuss, but the general mise-en-scene would suggest that Benefer 1.0 V2 has been consummated. Yeah, and one other important detail. It seems that he is wearing a watch that she gave him. Yes, I forgot about that. Around the Gili era. Yeah. So he kept it, or maybe she kept it. Who knows? One of them kept it, and it's back, baby. Yes. And that is like 
That is really something. That is the the detail that I I think I love the most. So what does it say to you? Um, it says to me that their relationship was always really unresolved, and they're like picking picking back up from from once they left it. Okay, which, which sucks for everyone that they've each been with in between. I think that that's a really beautiful uh, take on the watch. <laughs> what the watch says to me is like they know they're being observed and there is they're they're thinking about this. Mm. And that doesn't mean that I think it's fake and that doesn't mean that I think it's act negative uh, to think about your press strategy. In fact, I think everyone who is their level of fame should be thinking about their press strategy in order to try to have like a normal life um, and to have some control over their lives. So I don't begrudge them that at all, but bringing the watch back suggests to me that someone, I don't know whether it's Ben Affleck. I don't know if it's Jennifer Lopez. I don't know if it's someone on one of their teams thought to be like, what if we brought this watch back or people, you know, this watch would mean something and it will probably be photographed. I just, I, I don't think that the watch can be separated from the knowledge that it will be photographed. And someone is calling the paparazzi because, yes. yes, because first of all, Jennifer Lopez looks really good in all these pictures. Like I think she looks good all the time, but like her hair is kind of styled. I thought she's been wearing sort of pointed outfits that are sort of like fake casual. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben Affleck kind of looks like himself, but you know, we've, as we know, he is, okay being photographed in really any state. Um, so <laughs> I'm not sure that he wants it, but he's like, you know, at least used to it. And so it seems very clear that someone is calling the uh, paparazzi. I don't, we don't know who, but there's definitely like a level of like calculation going on. Um, and I, I do think that like, it often looks like they're in different photographs because like their demeanor is so separate, like hers versus his. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So I want to give JLo credit on two fronts. Number one, I agree with you. She does look like casual put together in all of the photographs. But also if you have like started a relationship with your ex of 17 years ago, who's also Ben Affleck, like you're probably putting looks together, you know, like I I would like you're conscious about what you're wearing around the home. Like the, the, the most seen photographs involved, like I don't believe they were a nap dress, but like a nap dress esque. It was a, like a it was a white or light blue yeah. dress with like spaghetti straps. It was like very sure. free people, cool, casual, totally. but like pretty. But like, listen, Jennifer Lopez um, is a woman of purpose and also extremely beautiful, and just and thinks about these things. And I'm I'm not gonna judge her. In fact, like, I'm not surprised that she's just, she's thinking about it in a way that perhaps Ben Affleck is not. The other thing I would say, you know, the the photograph of them coming down the stairs, she is smiling and he like, just looks very confused. Um, and you could read into that. She knew that the photographers were there and he didn't, or you could read into that, that once again, Jennifer Lopez is just like a straight professional. And she knows that when she gets photographed, it's going to be shown no matter what. So she can be smiling or she can be grimacing. And you do see a lot of celebrities of her caliber when they get caught by the paparazzi, they just smile um, and go with it because the alternative is like an angry face or like a week of daily mail things about so-and-so looks distressed while walking on the, you know, blah, 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 which is just like reading into 
a disgruntled expression because like 10 guys just jumped out at you and started taking photographs. So I still read that a little bit. as just like Jennifer Lopez is a pro. You can't knock her off her square. Um, but to me, the thing that suggests that someone is tipping paparazzi off, like Montana and then this rental house in Miami, which is not like the known residence of Jennifer Lopez, two places where like, paparazzi are not always like naturally going to be, you know, yeah, you have to camping like, outside of her house. Exactly. Even though there have like been lots of celebrities in Miami. There always have been, but especially since COVID. And like, I think there have been some increased paparazzi presence. But the other thing, and I I do believe that both the initial Yellowstone photos and the staircase Miami photos were both taken by the same photo agency, Backgrid, which, you know, just, you notice a pattern and you think perhaps someone is being called or tipped off. I don't know who it is. I don't really think it's either Ben or JLo themselves. I think it's probably someone in one of the camps. I think it's probably someone technically on Jennifer Lopez's side of the camp, just from like the quotes that are being given to all the tabloids of, you know, and even like the way the emails were leaked to TMZ kind of suggested that it was just someone from her side. I don't know who the leak is. I'm just speculating here, but yeah, I do think at least someone is aware that this is good content. And so they they might as well make hay of it. Yeah, absolutely. I um I cannot imagine what it is like to be his kids, her kids, Jennifer Garner, A Rod, care less about A Rod in this equation. We'll, well come but back to his Instagram no, we, in a we have to talk about yeah. That's the <laughs> that's the only one I care about. I just want to say I I think that they probably went to the rental house to to like spare her kids, right? Like, so it's not like with her, where her, where her kids are. Oh, right. Are. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, here's what A-Rod posted at the same time the Miami pictures came out. This is on his Instagram story, which I <laughs> screenshotted and texted to Amanda. That's how I'm able to recall it right now. I am about to step into a new beginning in my life. Anything that doesn't serve me is clearing out of my life. New energy is emerging. New levels are unlocking for me mentally, physically, and spiritually. I'm remaining patient and know that this new phase of my life is coming. Same. Same. What mindfulness textbook did he get that from or self-help book? (laughs) It is just wild. I like that was posted hours after the photos hit the internet. That is, it's, it's really good. Like sometimes I'm just like, if everyone is working together a little bit to make this, you know, play for us, I'm having a great time. I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's like, it's really funny. Um, It's well-scripted. I hope everyone's okay. I hope the kids are okay, as you noted. Though, you know, the day before, Ben Affleck was photographed very sweetly giving his daughter driving lessons in a parking lot in LA. It was very cute. I mean, you know, I feel for her that she was like photographed in an empty parking lot getting driver's lessons because that is the most stressful thing that ever happens, you know? Like, I so, so stressful. It didn't go well for me and my father. I, <laughs> I got a driving school teacher. God, it didn't go well for anybody. It's awful. Like, still, someone watching you park. Even no. as an adult, after like 20 years of doing this, the worst thing that's ever happened. The most stressful thing is when you're parking on the street in New York City and a doorman tries to help you and you're just yeah. like, I, I can't. I can't be on your schedule, doorman. I'll do the best that I can. Well, like it's he's like he's 
guiding you or did yeah, he like, offer to, to like, park the car like, for you? No, like tries to like help you like when to turn your wheels and stuff. You're just like, it's so stressful. It doesn't help. I once watched someone in New York just give up and like ask a stranger to park the car for her. And oh my God. then the stranger did it. And I was like, I admire it. Actually, that happened to me once at the Rockaways. I went with my friend and the Rockaways, there's just like not enough parking. No, this parking. was like eight years ago. And, uh, and it was a very t- small spot and a rented car. And thank you to the stranger who helped us park the car at the Rockways. <laughs> so anyway, I listen, I, I do, I do feel for the kids. I feel for them as much for, you know, the invasion of privacy and that I know that she's taking driving lessons. I, I trust that Jennifer Garner is okay. I, I just, I believe in Jennifer Garner and I like almost don't want to tie her to this. I'm like, she's fine. She's, she's thriving on Instagram. She was nominated for a Webby, which I don't know what that's about, but congratulations to Jennifer Garner. She's doing her Netflix kids movies. She's like, she's doing a cool, um, kids like organic food farm business, which I like, I like her. She's just doing her own thing. I hope that these people are feeling okay doing their own thing in Miami. And, uh, I'm entertained. Well, I guess we'll see what happens next. Where will they go next? You know, so many questions. I know it's uh, well, I did read that she also was in LA for a bit, um, but not photographed. So good. Maybe they'll stay in areas where they don't get photographed as much, but maybe not. I don't know. Who's to say we, uh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next. I, it, this is pretty unbelievable. I didn't see the pandemic ending this way. I just throw that out there. (laughs) I just think about the pandemic that Ben Affleck has had. It's been an unbelievable ride. I, I I am so grateful for him. I am too. It's been it's been amazing. He's teaching us all, I guess, how to survive in lockdown and then how to reinvent ourselves and to take what's ours. So, I believe he began it on the beaches of the Caribbean, right? With Hannah Darmus. I think that sounds right. Yeah, with those absolutely terrible photographs. One thing that we did learn about Ben Affleck in the pandemic is that he's not a great um, you know, physical camera person. That's okay. Many other talents. I mean it's just unbelievable. I, I, I'm I'm happy for him. He's he's an incredible American. Good, good job, Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the thruple down under. Um, this is a great one. Uh, this is like just really exciting. So Taika Waititi, who is um like the hot director of Thor Ragnarok, among other movies, but that's like his most famous, right? Yes. And then he also directed Jojo Rabbit, which. Oh, right. Which many people ignore, me included. Okay. Um, he was seen with, uh, he, he was photographed with the woman he is rumored to be dating, Rita Ora, and one of the stars of the Thor movies, Tessa Thompson. And they were like all cuddling together and like maybe making out and having, um, it looked like mimosas at like just a cafe in Australia where they are to film, uh, Thor. It seems like everyone's like doing some Marvel something right now in Australia. Um, actually I think Thor already finished filming. What are they down there for Amanda? I still would have said Thor. It seems like Thor is like the summer camp Marvel experience that never ends. It seems pretty fun, especially for this trio. Yes. So These photos immediately went also viral. It was like, I I think the Ben Affleck JLo photos and these photos hit the internet on a Sunday. And it was a real, all the beautiful people are outside having sex without you moment. And like, that's cool. And like, but like, I don't know why I'm talking about it. Like it's anything other than great. That's great. 
everyone who <laughs> wants to and is safely able to go have sex with people you want to have sex with. It's just the, you know, get a vaccine and then do what you got to do. But the energy was like very, very strong. And I would say that I haven't paid a ton of attention to the Taika Waititi Rita Ora relationship. Like I've seen some of the paparazzi photos. Rita Ora is sort of the patron saint of a great podcast called Who Weekly. And I just kind of like let she exist in, exists in that universe to me and no other universe. But it definitely seems like they've been dating for a while. And the the Tessa Thompson of it all and the Thor of it all maybe suggests that it is slight MCU marketing. Like I, I do oh, also wonder whether they're aware of these photographs. It was suggested to me by our friend Sean Fennessy that perhaps they know that they're being photographed and like going forward a little bit. I like, I do think Taika Waititi like thinks of himself as a comedian sometimes. So, mm. you know, that's mm. always a danger sign in my book, but even if it is, don't care, enjoyed it. It was very fun. If they are a thruple, that's wonderful. If they're just having a great time in Australia, as people have been doing the entire pandemic, cause you're allowed to also great for them. Um, I think that this is just a, wonderful subplot to the Thor movies, which people seem to enjoy. I like Thor Ragnarok. It was good. Yeah. Um, and um, I just want to say I like some of Rita Ora's music. I, there's, she's got a few tunes that I enjoy. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, this was hilarious. Also, apparently um, the night before there'd been like an all night party at Taika Waititi's house. So this was like the after after morning after post-mortem, there's you know, hair of the dog going right back into it with their mimosas. It does feel like we're losing all our celebrities to Australia. Like I I'm, I'm curious at this point, whether people are going to come back. Oh, interesting. Well, seems like a lovely place. I think a lot of them will though. Okay. I, Ultimately it's, it's just, it's been a very long time. Um, and they really, all of the photographs are just like people outside, possibly not wearing shoes, like enjoying, uh, you know, the community of Australia without us. <laughs> so like, it, it seems really nice. Um, and they all seem just like really proud of themselves for being in on it. You know, it's like it, at this point, it seems like this completely inaccessible celebrity club that's like on view for all of us, but it's like so far away that we're just like, yeah, it seems great. Like you did it. You made it to Australia, not the rest of us, but good luck. I just wonder, will they be recalled to Atlanta, the other MCU hub, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. But I, like, it seems like filming has been so easy in Australia yeah. and got shut down everywhere else that now they have all the mechanisms in place. It does not seem like Matt Damon's coming back. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Although, <laughs> although he just moved into his Brooklyn apartment, I think. I believe I heard about that. Right, because they had to, we read about it in page six because they had to shut down the street and use a crane to put the the furniture into the penthouse. Um, maybe, but he just seems really happy there. I think a lot of celebrities with kids will come back for the school year in September. Okay, all right. That, that's my prediction. Okay. But I Fair don't know. Enough. I mean, maybe just the friendship with Liam Hemsworth is so strong, he doesn't want to leave. Excuse me, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Chris, yeah. excuse me. Excuse Liam me. is still here, right? Liam Hemsworth is the only like native Australian that I know of. I believe he went back to Australia. He oh, had yeah. An Australian Why would, girlfriend. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, for the pandemic. Gotta be with your brothers too, obviously. Yeah. If you're if you're a Hemsworth. Yeah. All right, next. More international news. Mark Ronson. <laughs> oh, and Grace... I, interesting. I thought you were gonna go with Drake as a Canadian, but continue. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mark Ronson 
um, an Englishman, was seen on the streets of London with Grace Gummer, and mm-hmm. she was wearing a large ring. Mm-hmm. And um, it's now being rumored that they're engaged. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were there to meet his mother. They had a meal with her and he's already met the Gummers. Um, and Mark Ronson and Grace Gummer seem to be very, very much dating. They seem very happy and possibly engaged. I will update this with a, a gossip blind item. A friend of mine saw them in New York this morning. So Ooh. they have come back home. He also referred to them as engaged. Don't actually know whether he like verified that. I, I don't think he spoke to them. It was just kind of in passing. But they seem happy and they seem together. And I, that's great. It's kind of random. Yeah, I'd love to know how they met. I will say I know that Mark Ronson, when he still lived in Los Angeles, went to this restaurant we really like called All Time a lot. And mm. you, there were also regularly gummers spotted yes. at All Time. And so I do wonder whether it was just kind of like the nexus of a certain social scene in Los Angeles that possibly moved to New York during the pandemic. Mm. Possibly. Yes, possibly. Maybe just also he was, I think, up in the Hudson Valley a lot. Right. Per, per his Instagram. Right. But uh, who knows? I don't know. This is just not a couple I saw coming. I feel like Grace Gummer, she's had a really quiet impact on me, but she's in one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite movies, Francis Ha. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just really didn't expect this. And it's Grace Gummer has had a quiet impact on me to come at me this morning. And that's really beautiful. Listen, Francis Ha, also one of my favorite movies. Like so good. One of the great New York movies. I like kind of can't talk about it without getting emotional. Um, I and all the forgot- friendship. Yeah. Oh, it's I- a great friendship movie. It's true. I'd forgotten that that was Grace Gummer. I guess she made less an even quieter impact on me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but she's good in it. And obviously huge Mark Ronson fan and I, you know, good for them. It's nice to, for people finding love. If you had to buy stock, would you buy stock in the Kirk sisters or the Gummer sisters? Oh, interesting. I think, think the Kirk sisters. Okay. Um, Domino, Lola and Jemima. Yes. I just because I I I think Kirk is coming to succession, I believe. Yeah. Just they keep popping up everywhere. And meanwhile, you know, I forgot that Grace Gummer was in Francis Haas. So that's kind of where I am. Um, just, I have more name recognition or kind of project recognition with the Kirks, but Mm -hmm. that's all. Hmm. Mamie Gummer was very good on The Good Wife. She was a recurring character. Oh, right. She was very good on that. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a toss up. I mean, I, I don't know. Now that Mark Ronson's in the mix, it's just so hard to say. But you know, so, just something to ponder. Hmm. Great. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. 
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, moving on. Next international story. <laughs> Wonderful Canadian Drake received the Artist of the Decade Award at the Billboard Music Awards this year confusing award as i believe they give it out every year and it you would think it would be like every 10 years but that's fine i believe taylor swift got it um previously in 2019 perhaps Um, yeah i i was gonna say do they give it out every year or do they give it out every year that they want a really famous person to come to the billboard awards i think i think the latter looks like it's working (laughs) although i i actually i take that back taylor swift got it at the amas i'm gonna correct myself because I know that was an ABC production and this was an NBC show. Um, anyway, I know the billboard music awards give us out more than more than once every 10 years. Drake attended because he got the award and, um, he had a incredible three minute sort of intro video. And then he gave quite a remarkable speech and it was amazing. Drake content. <laughs> it was, in- it was unbelievable mid thirties, Drake content. I love Drake have grown up with Drake. Love Drake as well. Um, I relate to his pettiness and insecurity and, and also just am always charmed by him despite those things. This three minute video is incredible because like Drake made it himself. Like he, he's narrating half of it. And then LeBron is narrating the other half of it. And I, you know, normally at awards shows, everyone is working together. Like you don't agree to come accept an award unless, you know, they're going to say nice things about you. But normally it is like someone else saying the nice things about you. And I was just like very tickled to see that it was just like Drake saying the nice things about himself or the like celebratory things about himself. Like just, uh, just I'll do it. Um, and then, and then LeBron doing the other. <laughs> and then Drake being like, I don't know how I did it. I question all of my own success. It was like, it was super millennial. It was wonderful. My favorite part was like, it's very hard for me to receive compliments. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right, Drake. Sure. (laughs) Um, My favorite part was his suit. I was so delighted to see a wonderfully tailored summer light colored suit. I just thought he looked so good. I thought he looked very like mature and classic. I was like, this could be a suit for any year. I was so happy. It wasn't trendy. I just thought he looked great. And I liked the heart that was in his hair that was buzzed into his hair. I absolutely hated the suit. I just, <laughs> I, I liked the idea 
of of dressing up and wearing a suit. It was not the suit for me. That's okay. Um, but I, I, you know, I, in a way, I like that I hated it because it was just like Drake just being really extra and, Drake and trying hard. Yeah, and I kind of missed that. I'm, I know. I I was like, wow, I miss Drake. I was yeah. like, I miss Drake shenanigans. Well, I think he's coming back. I believe his album was delayed, um, but I think it is coming out sometime this year. So yeah, it's called it like does, Maximum Lover Boy or something like that. I think it's Certified Lover Boy. Certified and I have to Lover assume Boy. that he agreed to be the artist of the decade in order to kind of get the publicity train rolling in order for his new album. Um, but it it was great and hilarious to have him back. And I'm I'm very excited. Um, he also, I think this was the formal introduction of dad Drake. He came with his son Adonis, which of course we've mm-hmm. known about since the, you've been hiding a child incident <laughs> with Pusha T, but, um, you know, Adonis came on stage with him. He cried. He was just a, a kid in a flannel shirt. Um, and I, I felt like that was also like Drake ushering in a, a new era of himself. Like he's just so savvy and it's like, okay, this is dad Drake. And it was very athlete. Like when they start bringing their kids to the podium with them after mm-hmm. a game mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I was into it. I mean, I'm not for the exploitation of your children, but I thought <laughs> it just, it just worked. I mean, poor Adonis was just like, why are all these strangers screaming at me? Which like I yeah, get. He and cried. so eventually he cried and he cried at the moment when Drake was trying to dedicate the award to him. And I thought like Drake actually like, handled it pretty well. It was, it was very sweet. I, there were like a fair number of Adonis clips on Drake's Instagram mm-hmm. of like Drake showing him basically LeBron highlights. Um, so, you know, more dad Drake, but yeah, I guess this was like the official, um, introduction. It was cute. I, yeah. I felt bad for him. I would also be like, why are there so many people? Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. What, my only critique is really of the billboard music awards was we needed more Chiron telling us who everyone was on stage. Like, <laughs> Like Drake asked for all these yeah, people to be here. That's the problem with the Billboard Music Awards. That's but the, continue. my main problem. He asked for these people to be here to introduce them, and like you don't introduce, and then to introduce Drake, and you don't introduce his his crew. Sure. It's just like what is that? That's disrespectful right. to everyone, and also not helpful. I'd like to know who everyone was. <laughs> and he's yeah. like a seating chart. Um, it's a great idea. I think a Chiron is a good like base level suggestion, you know, but why not add a seating chart? I hope that the people at the Billboard Music Awards will take your suggestion. Did you watch any of the other of the rest of the Billboard Music Awards? You know, I didn't, which is a real sign that I'm in. I've I've aged out because I used to live for this kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the other thing is that, you know, Drake got this award because they wanted a famous person there because he has this album coming up. And so he wasn't really eligible for a, a lot of actual awards, but they still want him there and he has something to promote, but also like a little bit because he's like older than a lot of the other people at this yeah. point. Like, again, it's like, as you said, it's dad Drake. It's real like mid thirties. Look at everything that I've accomplished Drake. And now I'm trying to figure out what it means. I relate to that energy. I mean, I don't relate to the massive success and wealth, uh, but I, I, I did appreciate him being like, well, I'm still here and I'm going to try to keep figuring it out. Same Drake. Same. Yeah, no, I know. I will be watching the pink performance that is on YouTube that she gave oh, there. God. She, she, she more trapezing, right? Yeah. With her daughter this time. Oh, so. That's nice. She's still here too. <laughs> she sure is. All right. Lastly, this came out right after we recorded last week, but, uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher's 
ranch sustain they call it their sustainable LA farmhouse uh hit the pages of architectural digest and it's it's quite a home yeah this you know it came out last weekend so we've had some time to sit with it to to think about what we've learned um we've learned that they were very particular and uh spent i mean years and years just talking about window panes and and solar panels and all sorts of stuff with them and there is a real passion for what's going on here uh, it is i guess it also it doesn't look like other houses totally so that's notable yes yeah, it's, it's unique ish um they call it the cuckoo farm or they call it cuckoo farms excuse me okay for kunis and kutcher oh, okay. um and k-u-k-u um it's like a lot of brown and gray i i have to say I would never want to spend time in this home. And like the ceilings are, are too high. Like, I'm just like, the, what are, what's the, what are the acoustics like for watching television? Like the one room that's like their media room, just like, where are you, where are you kicking back and relaxing and watching mayor of East town? Like, I just don't see that happening in this house. Right. And I also, I just think it's like too much like reclaimed wood. I don't know. I, I, I viscerally dislike this house, but I, I'm curious what's going on with this duo because they have this spread, which, you know, people think either leads to selling the house or getting divorced. But it also comes when they have this new commercial, new-ish. It's been out for like a month or so where it's them and Shaggy for the Frito-Lay commercial. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, what's going on here? I find it a little puzzling. I'm confused. I mean, presumably it's money, right? Yeah. Which, you know, get paid if that's what you want or need to do. I mean, that's definitely the commercial. I like the architectural digest. Maybe they do want to sell it, or maybe it's to raise awareness of like their profile. Maybe they want to do this full time. And so they're gonna like do other houses and start flipping them. I like it seems strategic. I don't know why else you would agree yeah, to be course. on the cover of architectural digest. I mean, I guess you could just like be genuinely very proud of your home, which <clears throat> I, I agree. It's not our taste. We like, uh, we don't really enjoy like the super dark color palettes no. throughout the home, but that's okay. Everyone it's, it's their house. It's not mine. Um, but maybe you do want recognition for it. And then you're also aware that just kind of staying in the public eye enhances your general, uh, I don't know, market value, whether it's yeah. for a commercial, whether it's for another role, just like reminding people that you exist. Cause like, I mean, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis have not been doing a lot of like acting that I'm aware of. Yeah, I know. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I think I was surprised because they don't really do stuff together that frequently. Like, obviously they met on that 70s show, but as a couple, like, first of all, they really keep their kids out of the spotlight, which is very cool. Um, but like they were like philanthropy. They do stuff together. I guess they went on the bachelor at together cause they are big fans, but in general, they're like, they're, they're not like a couple that's out and about together. So I, I don't know. I've just been surprised at some of these joint ventures, but maybe it's just, you know, a new phase of their relationship just along, along with dad Drake entering the scene. I did just remember after saying that Mila Kunis doesn't really act anymore, that she actually is in a, like an little scene indie film with Glenn close right now called oh. four good days but it was released like in the last couple months. So it didn't get much of a release. I, I don't um, think it has been received particularly well, but I do wonder whether in another iteration, this was mm. like 
time to being like, well, I have these movies and I'm doing this other thing. You know, I mean, she does still have an acting career. So maybe it's just good old fashioned press. Sure. Okay. I think in general, AD is like a pretty light ask for celebrities because, I mean, there is the intimacy of your home, but you can stage it. You can choose what you show and you don't want to show. Like in terms of time spent, in terms of the photo shoot itself, and in terms of the amount of control that you have over what's being said and what's being shown, it's a lot higher than, you know, having to answer questions about yeah, your past relationship or anything else, it's, um, you can put up a fair number of de- defenses. And I think also like, don't forget celebrities to an extent like attention too. Uh, yeah. you know, so it's like you get attention for having this cool house, but you don't like, you don't have to do anything else. Sure. Seems great. It's true. I just wish them better entertainment room. I was really, I was really <laughs> taken aback by that. I was just like, this is not a good place to watch television. Wait, since you mentioned watching mayor of Easttown in the entertainment room, um, can we just like double back on Evan Peters for a second? Of course. I'd love so to. So I don't, I can't remember whether, by the way, if you're not watching Mary Town or you're behind, um, <clears throat> thanks for listening to this, uh, episode of jam session and we'll see you next week. Turn it off now. But so I can't remember whether I said on the mic or off mic that like, I couldn't pick Evan Peters out of a lineup. Mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season. And I just have to say, I'm completely dedicated to Evan Peters Oh my now. God. I know. I, I love Evan I, Peters. Uh, I was like, devastated to see him go. Colin Zabel, I miss you so much. The tortellini scene? I know. He just didn't want to taste the zucchini? But it was amazing. Five episodes from this person who has been in like the tabloids and celebrity world for years. And you just like yes. couldn't get me to like click on the Wikipedia link to learn who this person was. Like, that's how little I cared. And then five episodes, I'm completely devoted to him. I can't wait. Apparently he's playing like Jeffrey Dahmer in a Ryan Murphy series next, which like, I'd I'd love Mm. to rethink that if we could, Mm. if they want to just call me in. I think he's in the the, uh, Ryan Murphy rep. I think he's been in a lot of Ryan Murphy stuff. Yeah, but this I think was maybe a different side Mm -hmm. of the the Ryan Murphy, Jeffrey Dahmer serial killer aspect. Like, let me tell you also his Wikipedia profile is a photo is from a different phase in his life. And it was not what I was expecting anyway. Well, he, to me, he'll always be, you know, part of this sort of very, um, tumultuous relationship with Emma Roberts. Right. Yes. And then, and then he just sort of, I I think in 2021, just a new era, he started, you know, he was in WandaVision. He was like a big, big twist of that show. Oh, right. Um, and so now he could potentially reappear in the MCU, although it's unclear if, if he will, because his character also could just be totally delineated to that show. Not that I'm an expert anyway. Check out the ring reverse. Um, <laughs> and, and now he's in Mare. And I think like in general, people are really enjoying like this like old fashioned TV show, Mare of East Town on Sunday nights at 10. It's a great, mm-hmm. it's, it's an incredibly depressing, great time. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's like a it's like a new Evan Evan Peters era. I'm I'm all for it. He's great on Mare, and I liked him on WandaVision too. And I think like people, he's got a fandom a little bit. I think. Yeah, well, I think some of the like Ryan Murphy people do. Yeah. That is its own universe, which is like another reason that I just wasn't really familiar with it. But I'm on board now. I just wanted to say in front of everyone that I I am now Team Evan Peters. Thank you, Evan Peters, for your five episodes of Mare of Town and for your tortellini. It's pretty amazing how far a good haircut can go. Cause that's like a, lo- <laughs> a lot of the change that Evan Peters. It's, it's, yeah, but just like a 
winning attitude. And he has sure. to go toe-to-toe with Kate Winslet, who is very good, by the way. Kate Winslet, Oscar winner for a reason, even though the movie she won an Oscar for is not really uh, good at all. But he hangs in. Yeah, he's great. He's really yeah. good with her. He's like pitch perfect. She's like kind of overmatched. And that's the point yeah. of of the show and their, their relationship on the show. It's great. Watch Mare of East Sound if, if you haven't. Um, yeah. And you're still listening. So we oh, spoiled it mild, for you. Sorry. Spoiler. Well, yeah. Eh, I was shocked. Um, I think I was too. I, it's just a great show. I'm really going to miss it. Only one more episode to go. I know. Do you want to know what's great? Not Tell binge me. watching television show. Release <laughs> it week by week, people. I do not need every episode at once. I 1000% agree and would say that at this point, it's like honestly the only way to get me to watch your TV show. If you just give me 10 hours of homework on day one, it's over. I'm just not going to do it. I just can't face it. It's a too tall of a mountain to climb. I do do it. And then I hate myself. I'm just like, okay, I've just watched all of this. Like I got Virgin River season three screeners. I have no idea what that is. It's like one of the really popular Netflix shows that you will never watch. And I watched all of it in like two days. And I tell me what it's about. Um, It's about a woman named Mel who moves to like a high Sierra's town after like having a lot of trauma in Los Angeles. And she's like the town um, nurse and then like falls in love, et cetera. It's It's like kind of like Gilmore Girls meets Everwood meets Netflix meets Canada meets romance novel. Okay, so it is more of like Space a Shonda show as opposed to a, a Mare of Easttown show. Oh, yeah. It's 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 very uh, WB to me. Because like woman getting her life together in, you know, small geographically specific town is also one way to describe Mare of Easttown. It's not a good show, but like okay. people, right. people watch it. Like people have people like me have devoured it. And I would say, well, I don't think I can comment on season three because it's not, I have no idea when it's coming out. But I watched all the screeners and like, like two days and I felt really bad about myself, but whatever. So I, the point is I do watch it. This one other TV question for you, Amanda. Yeah. Are you up to date on younger? I, wow. This is, are we going to be honest? Are we going to be honest? Yeah. Yeah. I tried and this season doesn't have it and I turned it off and I don't even know what's happening. Can you tell me what's happening? Sure. There's three more episodes to go. Um, so because of COVID and other stuff, I don't know. Diana's not on it. And it's like such a huge, huge, huge loss. Yeah. Um, Lauren has stepped in and she's like on it a lot. And it's just like, Lauren's fine, but I just miss Diana so deeply. Um, what is happening? Charles and Liza, not together. Josh kind of like not even in the pictures. He had a girlfriend, but he's just kind of focused on being a dad. Um, (laughs) Phoebe, Phoebe Jennifer, who is now famous for playing Daphne Bridgerton is like still on it. And basically Hillary Duff is dating this guy secretly who dated Claire, the Josh's baby mama, baby Jennifer. Um, and then Charles is still dating Quinn and Quinn is like giving him like all of this affirmation and stuff. But oh, quit. Charles is dating Quinn. Forgot to tell you that part. I did. I did read that on the internet. So me making that face was at her giving him affirmation and not mm. that they're dating. Just so you know, that was like what made me uh, repulsed, but continue. <laughs> and Liza and Charles are still in love, but he's dating Quinn. And it's like, you know, the point that the point of this season is that Charles is really rigid and stubborn and Liza couldn't like just didn't want to get married. So that's why they're not together, even though she still loves him. So there's three episodes left. Um, there's some publishing stuff going on. It's not good. It's 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 a real bummer. Is she going to end up with Charles or is she going to um, end up Kelly, Kelly Taylor? Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Um, I think she ends up with Charles is my guess. OK. But I I I. 
she's already but, Kelly tailored it by being like, I won't marry you. So like, that's kind of like the whole season. So the, the, it'll have to be like, will he made, meet her on her terms? Yeah, but like if the whole point of the show is about her learning how to live her life again, then mm-hmm. and they've already kind of spun Josh off, then maybe they're just spinning Charles off as well. And then she's just like, I got to be me. Right. And that would be maybe. some like, you know, a fake millennial nonsense that. Right. Also, Maggie got canceled for of transphobic show that she did like many decades earlier where she wasn't even transphobic, but she used the word tranny. So they've kind of deviled into cancel culture as well. Wow. I don't think I will be catching up on this show. I'll let you know how it ends in three weeks. Yeah, please do. (laughs) Well, this has been our TV report. Hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) Evan Peters. Thank you so much for your presence on Mayor of Easttown. We wish you well in the rest of 2021 and we'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.